1: Mobile banking
0: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Appreciate your time. It's presented by CarParts.com. One of the easiest ways... get car parts dropped right to your front door, shop door, back door. Wherever you want those parts dropped, they'll bring them right to you. (laughs) Carparts.com for that mobile experience. My man, Kevin, fired up today. This ought to be a staple in every single person listening to this podcast shop and or garage, you know? Absolutely, man. I'm excited about today,
1: man. This is the stuff that we, you and I, and I know a lot of people listening right now are so into. Tools, right? And we get specific, you know, we got... We got hand tools, we got wrenches, we got stuff that make greasy things, take apart, come back together. But we're talking about tools to shape the world, right? Sheet metal tools, fabrication tools, the stuff you go build things with, the stuff that you have something in your head you want to accomplish, right? With the right tools, the know-how, little elbow
0: grease, man, you can make it happen. You can create. That's the stuff that I really get fired up about. Yeah, man. Amen for that. And bro, I got to tell you, so if you guys can't hear, I am in a garage right now. So had a house fire. I'm displaced. I moved a couple of places, moved again tomorrow, but right now I'm staying with the in-laws uh, and I'm in his, I'm in his garage and it freaks me out a little bit because there's no tools, bro. There's a lawnmower. There's a potted plant that's dead. Um, there's an old couch with a lot of dust on it. And then a file cabinet. It makes me really, really nervous. Really, get man. out.
1: Get like, out, man. It's some kind of weird trap or it's. It's like a yeah, horror movie. It's like
0: Bizarro World. Go find some tools, man. Who lives like this?
1: You can't have <laughs> uh, a garage
0: like that. You got to have no. some tools in there, man. Uh, so we have Woodward Fab on today. And, man, their tools always produce fun. Uh, it's one of those things where you know some tools you get, and uh, and you know they they don't produce happy memories. You know uh, my ball joint kits never produce a happy memory for me. Um, but tube benders, pipe and tube benders, throatless hand shears, stuff like that makes everybody smile. It's like ice cream for men. I'm smiling for you, <laughs> right? Your tools are making me smile, <laughs> right? Uh, so look, man, you got to go with Woodward Fab. We use them on the show. We use them in our own shops. Um, we're faithful consumers of Woodward Fab. It is one of the easiest ways to get great quality tools, you know, metal shaping and forming tools that you can use as a weekend warrior, as a as a guy that doesn't have a professional team, doesn't get, you know, six figure checks. Uh, commas uh, in their checks from sponsors it's just people out there man doing the best they can with what they got and these guys really truly help yeah it's great because they got a huge range right they got entry
1: level tools and they got full on professional tools so you can find where you're at you know and there's a lot of tool snobs out there that might have three awesome tools but they've spent all their money and I'm, I'm really one of those guys that likes to figure out I mean I want the best of everything you know if it could all be carbon fiber or whatever that's what I would have but you know in reality here i gotta think through how many times am i going to use this particular tool you know what's it getting me how long do i want it to last how many years and and i can go up and down the scale and find just what i need uh you know long-term badass the top dog it's going to make me a hero or man this is going to really get it done i'm cool and i could buy two things now instead of one thing now the the spectrum that they have and the amount of different types of tools And you know, working your way up the scale is pretty sweet. I mean, everything from your basics, right? Like a bench vise, everybody needs a bench vise. You know, maybe an anvil to start shaping, pounding things on. You start working your your way up to sheet metal bending. Willie mentioned, you know, the tube bending stuff. Uh,
0: You know, whether it's an English wheel. You forgot forgot the best reason, you forgot the best reason to have an anvil, dude, to throw it off a cliff on a Roadrunner. Absolutely. Uh, You got to set the trap. Right? Yeah man Sucker coyote <laughs> uh, Yeah man they, they do have it all And the, gre- the great part is Is we're gonna talk to Darren O'Brien The man with Woodward Fab To tell you everything you need to know Some of the cool new stuff Some of the latest features All the accessories Get ready man Woodward Fab is coming to the podcast next Kevin Bird, Willie B And we're back in just a minute It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie Beast presented by our friends at carparts.com. It's a mobile experience and probably the easiest way. Well, Kevin, you know this, to get parts dropped right to your shop door, back door, front door, any place you need your parts dropped.
1: Hey, man, I'm all about simple. I'm all about
0: easy. And
1: I'm all about saving some money. Now, with the selection that you get, the quality and the value that you get with carparts.com, it's through the roof, and that's for me. So check them out, carparts.com.
0: So Darren, I gotta ask, man, how does it feel being the man at Woodward Fab? You got to go in, and I don't know, do you get to play with all the tools? You get to, are, are there I don't demo models that you get to take home, play with, bend some metal,
2: uh, break some stuff, do it all over again, rinse and repeat? Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to have walk into the shop every day, and when we talk to a lot of customers and. They can discuss their project with me. I can go right out to the shop and experiment with certain tools to find what's right for them. So it's a great experience to have every single variation of of each sheet metal tool available for us to to play with.
1: Man, he's living in a playground, yeah, dude. dude. How cool uh, is that? A metal playground. You know, like oh. you, you go in any particular shop and you know, you can size up. It's like, all right, they got a wire welder over there, they got a, you know, a brake lathe over there. You know, you can you can size up what they got. He's got everything.
0: Yeah right
1: that's a whole nother level
0: right Right. and it's all
1: clean and pretty what do you need i got
2: it you need one of these i got it you know how about that i got those i'm constantly putting people on hold so that i can just run outside and experiment for them it's fun yeah man
0: and you guys think you know there's obviously we're going to get into it um we're going to pick your brain a little bit about some good entry-level tools Um, you know everything from shrinkers stretchers uh, to some of your you know your more unique type tools that you guys are really laying out there for for everybody that's building And and it varies but you could build be a weekend warrior building a your first muscle car hot rod or import build to a guy who's building a car from just a square tubing some uh you know some frame rails right and you're bending everything from Control arms and and cross members and building your own brackets and braces. Uh, you guys really serve it up for everybody.
2: We do. Um, I think right away, uh, guys a- often ask like, what are some of the basic tools that they need and. I always tell people that you first off, you got to have a way to cut metal. So a shear is imperative. Then you usually have to have a, a break of some sort so you can bend metal. And then the third is you have to find a way to, to stiffen and strengthen metal. So that's where the bead rollers come into play.
1: Yeah, no, those are great, great, great start points. Um, now from there, you could probably branch out in a couple different directions, right? So once you kind of have those, you can cut, you can bend, right? You can shear, um, where would you go from there?
2: So I think, you know, when you're buying sheet metal, you're buying it in large sheets. Typically you can do more with less. So if you're buying thinner gauge metal, it gives you the ability to, to custom form it. So you can strengthen and stiffen it with certain tools, whether you're, you're going to, um, shape it with mallets and hammers and shot bags and create custom, uh, forms, then use a planishing hammer or an English wheel to make uh, compound angles. Uh, run it through a bead roller, then to stiffen it and strengthen it. You can now make replacement parts and pieces out of lighter gauge metal, but stiffen and strengthen them to perform like they were much heavier.
1: Yeah. Once you get some shape in there, man, metal really kind of, you get this floppy thing, you know, it's just wiggling all around and you put a little curvature in it, you put a little edge on it, whatever. And I think it's nice and stiff. Like you said, the bead roller is fantastic because you can do kind of two things. One, Right, You can get some stiffening in there and you can put different patterns in there to give it kind of different looks, customization. So you can really get some style points in there with the bead roller. Now you've got, you know, I mentioned earlier, you've got a full range. So you've got the the hand crank style bead roller, which I've used for years and years. Uh, Finally stepped up to the motorized one, which is great because now you can use two hands to move the part or you don't need your friend there to really help with the cranking part of things. So got a lot of options there on where you want to hit You know your price point,
2: um, and you know kind of how you're going to be working your parts. I'm amazed by the creations that people can can what they can create by using such simple tools. I will look at some finished products and they've created it by heating up metal, bending it in a vise with a hammer. And when you walk in and you see this, you're just like, man, if you had a brake, if you had a bead roller, if you had a better way to cut metal. So the tools are, are very old in technology. They're very, very simple, but the right tool can make the difference in in speed and uh, quality of your project.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because you are so right about that. I look at my papa's shop back in the day and He owned a little country store, and he would fab up all kinds of tools he needed to build, you know, to build whatever he kind of needed. It could be something for the cooler. He could fab up a whole metal door. He could build something for the tractor. He had a front-end loader. He was always welding on and fixing and repairing. Um, It really is amazing how tool technology has changed the game. But really, you said it. If you have the right tool, man, it makes any job a million times easier
2: absolutely you could take a piece of uh, angle iron you could notch it you could heat it you could bend it you could form it around a corner or you just have a break in a, a shrinker stretcher you put an angle in a, a light gauge piece of sheet metal and the shrinker stretcher in just seconds can make that formed edge that you just had to spend so much labor to try to create well
1: and the nice thing is you know we mentioned kind of these lower entry points for the manual type machines Uh, Again, which I've used for for years, depending on, you know, what point in my life I'm slowly upgrading, uh, if I'm using something more often and that sort of thing. But you can kind of get into this game of producing incredible things, shapes and parts and stuff for your car. Uh, Like you would see at a car show with a very minimal amount of tools and very low cost point of entry to really step your game up from being the caveman to kind of being your local
2: hero. Absolutely. Our most one of our most popular tools is our, our uh, manual bead roller that comes with six sets of dies. Those basic six sets of dies that it comes with, you can do most anything that you need. You can add. We we sell other dies. You can add to it over time. But just the basic bare bones bead roller um, will do most of the bead rolling applications that you need.
1: I'll second that. I have that bead roller with the six dies, and my car went to SEMA. Right.
0: Like, and it did really good and it's awesome. Uh, You know? Yeah, man. But but, hey, Kevin, before you you, you expand on that a little bit, why don't don't you explain what it is? so, So a bead roller, number one, how would you suggest somebody first learning the ins and outs of a bead roller if they don't have a Kevin to show them? Like, how would you recommend somebody... Um, grab one and start doing what with it? So basically you're going to
2: cut or shape your metal. I, I always think of like a, a floor pan or a firewall that you're replacing due to damage or rot or here in Michigan we have salt so uh, rusted out parts. Or uh, You would take make a patch. Well you can make the patch out of say 18 gauge or even 20 gauge thick material and then use a bead roller. So adding like a round bead um, just to add detail to it uh, running it through very slow manually. All you have to do is stand behind the machine, crank the handle, very slowly guide it through. You'd be amazed how quick um, that metal will stiffen and strengthen. Then the kit comes with step dies, so a step die is ideal for creating a flange around that metal, so you can now overlay it onto the existing metal that's there and yet that flange has created a, uh, a flange for you so that you can made it to the, the other surface so it's really a, a very simple to use, there is a little bit of a learning curve to it. Um, you'll end up with a pile of sheet metal on the floor, but we call those, we call those templates and you can use those, uh, you know, as part of your next project.
1: Yeah. And there's so many great, you know, whether it's the car shows on TV or YouTube videos where you can get some really great tips from guys that, uh, you know, professionals use the things every day. And, and well, you know, I mean, we've, we've been around these tools for years and years, you know, the, the tricky parts are just, you know, with metal, once you start, you know, Mashing it, moving it, whatever—it starts to warp a little bit here and there. And so, how do you keep your panels straight? You know, there's a lot of great tips for that. You know, how do you work it so that you keep everything kind of the shape that you want to end up with? But that's the whole challenge of sheet metal—is—is is shaping it right. and getting it to the final stage uh, to make it look good. But you work up to it, right? You start with really simple shapes, uh, patch panels, things like that. Uh, little flanges, uh, you do some bead rolling, small sections, and then you kind of work your way up. And man, next thing you know, you're doing some pretty stellar stuff.
2: Absolutely. Learning how metal moves uh, is important. And it's just something that comes with time. Uh, but even the beginner can just grab a tool and start working. And I think everyone has a smile on their face when they've created that, uh, been able to create something for themselves. It's, it's really uh, enjoyable trade.
0: Oh, hey, hey, and I will tell you, man. As as a guy, <laughs> I remember the first times I started bead rolling you know and I would I would make the turn and I'd be like oh it's a perfect turn but I would come inside too much or I'd be outside by a hair and I'd have to try to straighten it out I was like oh it's uh, like you said there's a learning curve and a few a few moments where you're adding to the square jar but once you get a couple lines down it becomes repetitive muscle memory is a great thing when it comes to to metal work. all of a sudden it starts flowing a lot easier and a lot you know uh an idea or a concept or something you have on paper can Transfer to to steel or to metal really easy w- with limited seat time. It's a uh, it really is kind of cool like that.
2: bead rollers become one of our most popular tools and something that we focused on here because we're trying to expand our uh, die assortment and what die offerings that we we have. Today I see guys that are working on their dune buggies and their razors and they're adding sheet metal and they need it to go around the, the roll cage so we have spoiler dies that can do that and help round that metal so it goes around the edges. Um, we have guys working on turbos and inside the engine that are doing intercooler tubing and we now offer two beading dies so that they can make those connections. So. Uh, bead rollers just is is beyond just sheet metal repair, and it's becoming um, a very versatile tool.
1: Yeah, amen. I, I think that's definitely one of the top three, top five uh, to pick up. And like I said, it it takes you from because most people in their garage, one way or another, they can figure out how to get it you know a big sheet smaller, you know, crudely, awkwardly, you name it, whatever. They could use a cutoff wheel if they had to, uh, and they could figure out how to fold a fold piece of sheet off of their workbench. But man, once you throw a bead roller on there and you got steps, you got beads, you got all kinds of shapes that you can start making. I mean, now you're on your way to being a pro, right? Now the, the all your friends, your buddies
2: are like, "Oh, this guy, you know, and hey, make me this piece." Yeah. Now you're shopping the internet looking for a way to motorize your uh existing manual crank bead roller or you're you're dreaming of that electric bead roller with the variable speed foot pedal. So Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what I got.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I went lazy right out of the gate. I think another one,
1: you know, we kind of skipped over and mentioned just the shot bag and, you know, some mallets. That's a great way to start, you know, getting some curvature in your parts. Um, Now, there's, you know, probably two methods to, to getting some of those golf ball dimples out of there. You know, you can get really, you know, savvy and handy with your, you know, hammer dolly. And you can do a lot with a hammer dolly and a shot bag um and it starts to move you into wanting to have the english wheel to get those curves and those shapes that's a a little bigger one i think that's intimidating for guys or a lot of folks out there uh that english wheel but i think you know so many people have seen them on the car shows and stuff that some of the the aura some of the scare factor you know the, the you know I've, I've never seen one before i don't even know how it works uh i think that's kind of dying down a little bit and i think that's one that that a lot of people could really have some fun with and get really creative and wild uh, is, is kind of that
2: English wheel. We are having uh, we're seeing a large uh, resurgence in guys that want to, in girls, uh, that want to Uh, fabricate with their hands using uh, mallets and um, bags, or just basically hand forming metal. Um, We have a, a, there are so many options available for people that whether it's uh, dollies that you can put into a vice, different shapes, different um, uh, tapers to them, different curves that help along with the metal uh, shaping process. Typically, you, you need to manipulate the metal by hand in some fashion. The English wheel is more of a stretching device, so after you've had the opportunity to manipulate the metal, it kind of looks like a bag of shelled walnuts when you're done, and that's okay. You would use the English wheel to smooth all of that out, stretch it, work the metal in different um, layers, and... Um, spread out the shaping that you've done. You would obviously have a um, template of some sort and now classes are forming where guys are taking metal shaping classes in which they will learn the methods of actually creating a wood buck. And some of the most intricate designs, they're beautiful. The bucks alone have hours and hours invested in them, but they will work with an English wheel, work with uh, manually shaping the metal and then forming it to a buck.
1: Yeah, the one thing I want to maybe comment is anybody that's you know maybe intimidated by an English wheel, um, you know stepping into that space, you don't have to shape an entire hood, you know an entire quarter panel for an English wheel to make a lot of sense. Um, I know so many body shops that, you know, they can only replace a panel, you know, they can cut one off and they can put one on, but a lot of these cars, you can't get panels for, right. Or you can get certain panels, but the, the rust spot that you've got, you can't, and you just need a small patch, but it's got some curvature in it. And, you know, just, just that alone, being able to take any old rust bucket, especially up here in Michigan, everything's rotted out um you know you can buy whatever panels floor pans uh you know fenders etc that's great but when you're stuck with i can't get a rocker i can't get this part uh and you can you know do a little bit of shaping on some small parts maybe you use the bag maybe you get over the english wheel you smooth it out and all of a sudden you've got patch panels for anything you want uh i think you know those basic tools can pay for themselves very fast with you being able to spot those uh, patch panels in. And then from there, the sky's the
0: limit, right? Kevin's sugarcoated a little bit, y'all. So before we go to break, I'm just going to put it in layman's terms. Um, it's a lot of trial and error, mostly error when you're first getting started. I'm just going to be honest. Well, that's why I say start with something small, right? It, 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 it comes around It comes around. Uh, just as we will right after the break. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast. Kevin Bird and Willie B. We're back in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Ride Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Presented by CarParts.com. We have Darren O'Brien from Woodward Fab on with us. I got to tell you, man, this is the place you guys got to go to. If you're if you're looking at, you know, I want to build just a couple patch panels. That's how, that's how it always starts out, right? A little bit of metal work. Hey, I could build a fuel cell. I could do a, you know, a patch panel here, a roll panel there. Man, all of a sudden, with Woodward Fab, especially... At the way they're making tools, affordable price, high quality tools. Uh, it's an easy way to get the results. After a few trial and error sessions, uh, and then you'll be well on your way. It, it really is, Darren. For us, it's great that we have this stuff in the shop that we're able to get our hands on it. I have it in my shop. I know Kevin has it in his. Um, that is definitely saying something. You guys are supplying these tools uh, for for everybody
2: out there. It's a. An- it's fun to talk to people about the projects that they're working on and be able to find solutions for them, uh, find the right tool and the right application Uh, work with people that are um, new to the hobby that are, have a old car that they're trying to restore. That's passionate. They're passionate about and love like it's a part of their history to be able to help them do that is, is really enjoyable.
1: Now we talked a lot about sheet metal earlier in the segment here and, you know, maybe there's a lot of folks that, Really don't get into the sheet metal side of things, but they're into their race car or whatnot, and they want to they want to do a roll cage, they want to do some control arms, they want to do some stiffening and and gussets and whatnot. So, tell us a little bit about kind of the the tubing benders, because you've got the manual versions and you've got the hydraulic ones, yeah.
2: Yeah, tubing bending is what has become one of the most popular um, hobbies today. I am amazed by how many people are actually bending tube. I think that guys being home more have given them the uh, ability to have more time to work on things, and they're willing to invest in tubing, um, tube benders. We have a... um, there's always a discrepancy between pipe and tube. So clarifying what uh, type of material uh, the guys have or, or that they have available to of them. Not all sizes are available to everyone everywhere. So um, finding the right um, combination of wall thickness of tubing and the application that they're bending it for. We see a lot for the razors and the scooters, um, the doom buggies, and even the race cars building roll cages.
1: Yeah, I mean, think about all the things you can do right? You could build a whole, you know, you could build a whole dune buggy. You could build a whole race car out of just tubing and whatnot by bending it and, you know, notching and welding. Uh, so, you know, just kind of give somebody an idea on, let's say your, your entry-level manual bender, uh, what kind of price point to get into starting to build a cage? And of course, you got to do lots of dies, but I mean, if we just pick the bender and maybe we pick, you know, one set of dies, what are we looking at?
2: if someone was to basically tell me that they were working on a roll cage and they wanted inch and a half tubing getting a, a bender uh, likely a stand unless they were willing to build a stand our stands are fairly inexpensive so it's it's a lot of times an, a, an added uh into the package but a bender a die and the stand would typically cost someone around seven hundred dollars so you can get into a bender for about $700 and have the ability to bend as long as they're willing. So the, the manually bending tube, it's it sounds surprising, but the heavier, the better. Um, tubing likes to be bent if it's able to support itself and sustain itself. So the heavier, the better. Now, when I say heavier, like up to like schedule 40 wall thickness pipe or what's most common is DOM tubing. So 120 wall DOM tubing. Um, when you get into lighter gauges, even down as low as like 16 gauge, then it becomes the tube can't support itself to be bent manually. You would need some sort of hydraulics or mandrels coming come in into, into play. So as long as you're willing to stay above the parameters of the bender, you can make smooth, seamless bends and have the ability to make you know hundreds of bends with regard to a, uh, building a full cage.
0: So Darren, you have had to seen a lot of unique and very personal type builds with some of the equipment. What is something that you've seen online or somebody's asked you about that they're building at home. You didn't think a tube bender would have actually come in handy
2: until you heard what they were doing or needing. Oh, that's interesting. Um, handrail application, fences, gates. That's pretty common roll cages. Um, I saw someone, I got a picture the other day of someone for his daughter's wedding made a gazebo. Um, uh, flowers, he painted it white and had flowers on it and basically, you know, took pictures of his daughter uh, at their wedding in under a, a gazebo that he had made out of tube. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, things like that give, especially with
0: guys, you know, I, I feel like one of the biggest things that we do is. As men Is pass the trait down You know If you're fortunate enough To have a uh, A young kid You get a boy Plugged into making things Building things A skill A craft Doing something with his hands And that's so much more Rewarding then you know screen time, uh, and once you're you're able to pass that skill and and you know see how how they can take it to the next level, man, it really does give you a sense of accomplishment. You know, especially you know when you can look out and see that that taking you know getting traction in their mind and they're you know enthusiastic about working around in the shop as opposed to a lot of kids nowadays that you know don't want to get their hands dirty. Would rather look at a screen and type a, a number or a sentence. Uh, Whereas, you know, this real skill stuff is, man, it's valuable nowadays, more than ever probably.
2: And I I find the whole tubing bending um, just fascinating because there's different applications. If you were doing with racing, um, you can get away with smaller tube, chromoly tube, but it has to be TIG welded. So you learn different welding techniques. Uh, Simple cages, you know, can be um, stick welded or even uh, MIG welded. So um, different applications for each industry. you know, the roll bars on a uh, tractor uh, uh, drag that I saw, they're using two and a half inch, three inch tubing, uh, race cars, inch and five eighths, uh, inch and a half, inch and three quarter tubing, uh, go-karts, one inch tubing. Uh, so yeah, there's there's tons of applications.
1: Yeah. And you figure, you know, once you've got the bender, uh, you know, if you want to expand a different project, you want a different diameter, you know, you pick up a die uh, but now look at all the things, you know, we've talked about that you could go build. And I'm sure your imagination could even run wild with it. And I think, Ugh. you know, sheet metal is a little daunting because it, it is moving on you. You know, you think I'm working over here, but it's moving metal over there. And it, it, it takes a little while. But I mean, damn if a tube isn't pretty straightforward, it's either straight or it's bent, you know. And, and you can bend it to the shapes that you want. And then the only trick really is to get it to fit to the other tube you're trying to make two or plate or whatever. And so, you know, then we can kind of get into maybe, you know, the notchers. Um, And that's a little bit more of a skill set, but you can grind your way into a
2: good fit. uh, If you're not the best (laughs) at at coping a tube, right? You can fish mouth, you know, create the fish mouth, create a template, uh, trace it onto your tube, uh, cut that out. It's uh, labor intensive. And there are, you know, again, simple tools for notching. Um, But yeah, when you first lay out your tube, and you make your marks on where you want the bends to go, it takes you back to the high school math class, and you got to rack your brain about the Pythagorean theorem, and different A squared plus B squared equals, and you're trying to figure out all your angles. But it is rewarding, it is fun, and uh, you can sure. the, The beauty of the bender is that, while it sounds daunting to be able to bend something manually, the the bender itself is a ratcheting arm on it, so you don't have to do it all in one big pull. And strength-wise,
0: hey, now Darren, you said something important. You said they can go back to high school math, but eight out of six people know I'm terrible at math. So, um, is is there a way to do it on their phone? Can it can they use their phone? <laughs> so you would uh,
2: use. You would use the welding wire technique, Willie. Go. Where you yeah. bend it, and then you you make your first bend, then you look at your welding wire, and then you make sure that your other one is going in the same direction. I always do it that way. Well, <laughs> I imagine you're. I imagine you're a pretty good welder, so you could make up for some. Uh, yeah, stick. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I mean, I've been using manual benders since probably 1994. You know, uh, I just bought myself a hydraulic setup i'm pretty stoked oh, nice. about for my next project you know but i mean seriously if you're not bending every day yeah you got to put a little effort into it and uh, like i said it, it ratchets so you just swing the arm back and forth right you ratchet it to another couple of notches and you just keep going with your bend um it's actually pretty easy for most stuff except for thick wall roll cage to like the main hoops and stuff where they've got you know the higher gauge uh but man you can accomplish anything with a manual bender and it does Like I said, it's probably been 25, 30 years I'm finally buying myself a hydraulic just because... You know, because I want to. Well,
2: you de- you
0: deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah. That's
2: right. <laughs> and that's where our focus is right now. We're expanding our lineup with regard to dies and offerings for different radiuses. Some people, you know, they might not want a five inch radius die. They want a six inch or a seven inch. Um, we're expanding it to include uh schedule forty pipe sizes because of the discrepancy between tube and pipe. And we are working to develop um kits now that you can upgrade your manual bender to a hydraulic bender.
1: Oh, there you go. That's the a- good one? Well, how about throw us a tip? Um, You know, forgetting the the fish mouth, uh, what kind of
2: tool or tip would you recommend? I mean, the best tools that we sell and and make are the just hole saw style notchers. Set the angle, use your battery drill or corded drill, um, and basically drill them out. Uh, That is the simplest and easiest way and most economical way of performing those fish mouths.
1: Now to get the, let's say the fish mouth angle you know whatever do you have a template uh tool that you recommend you know like you can kind of measure it off of what you're trying to uh mate to and then set up your hole saw to kind of emulate that
2: yeah, they make different gauge tools um, for figuring out angles. Um, they lay on the pipe. Uh, it is basically a, a template maker. Um, there's also tools uh, available. Uh, one of them is the Pipe Master. Pipe Master fits around your tube and goes down. It's got needles in it. So you push it at the angle that you want it to. When, you're, when you pull it off, it is um, at the angle. You would then trace that onto your next tube. Oh, there's all sorts of templates.
1: Yeah. So think about you know you go to one of those kids science museums and they got the the little plexiglass kind of wall with all the pins sticking out and you can put your hand yeah, in it right. you know like and it makes the shape of your hand with pins on the other side or your face you know if you want to put your face on everybody else's dirty hands they've been licking that thing for weeks
0: well they have it now for crown molding and corner mode yeah. in, in homes you put the little thing up there and you could go trace the angles right, and cut it off on a saw. Kevin, you're not supposed to put your face on that.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Is that why I got sick after the last trip? Um, But, yeah, this is some good, uh, really cool tools for for trying to take some of the complexity out, especially if you've got, uh, like, an intersection, you know, where you're trying to come in and there's a corner. So you've got two pipes you're trying to make to uh, using a template like that can really help. Uh, you know, with your setup on your whole saw Yeah,
2: and the whole saws are, are really cheap. They are. And even the notchers, they have uh, the spindle on them, have the, uh, needle bearings, So they gl- glide very smooth, use a, a good cutting fluid and you can actually make a whole saw last. I have guys that are pretty um, specific about it and they can make a whole saw last through an entire cage. So if you're careful with the tooling, let the tool do the work and drill through, you can make a, you can make a last very economically
1: yeah it's surprising like you said with a little bit of cutting fluid on there taking your time uh you can get a lot of good cuts and you know what when it's uh wore out boop, you throw it away it's only a couple bucks for a hole saw you know and you got the rig that was pretty yeah, inexpensive exactly. to to start with so
0: yeah man between that bender we've all got that friend that wear them wear them out way too long and you sit there and it's just burning metal and you <laughs> can't get a cut you're like seriously dude just go get another one right <laughs>
1: <laughs> cut slow. A little bit of lube, it's cut slow. Yep. When it starts to yeah. smoke and it doesn't make any progress, that's when you just stop. <laughs> Get another one.
0: <laughs> exactly uh well look tell us how people can see more about you guys tell us you know as far as your products go uh again top three you think people need that need to you know start out with and where do they go find them see them and check out some of the stuff you guys have online uh to show how to work them
2: yeah I, I i believe that uh the number one tools that people need to, to look at is a bead roller uh a, a sheet metal brake um, and a sheet metal shear, uh, followed by like shrinker stretchers and English wheels. We have a, a huge selection of tools. Uh, you can see us on the web at uh, woodwardfab.com. Um, we are looking forward to getting back on the, the show train and uh, start seeing us at some of the car shows. We typically have booths set up and you can come and uh, play with the tools. You can ask us questions. Um You can find us on uh, Instagram. Uh, We're always trying to post good content on Instagram, show people how our tools work, uh, Woodward Fab. uh, And yeah, call us, 810-632-5400. There you go, man. It really
0: is one of these people and one of these tools that, you know, once you start out with one, you're going to need another, and you get to build more cool stuff. And then when you get another, you get to do even more cool stuff. And all of a sudden, like cars, you get addicted. Right, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And, um, you know, they've got the onesie twosies. And I was just checking out earlier. They got the English wheel metal forming center. So it's like a four in one. You know, it's got your shrinker stretcher. It's got your bag on it. It's got your English wheel. Sweet. So they got some really cool stuff. We just want to dive in, you know, get the goods, get it all in one little area. That's killer, man. They got everything. I love it. And I'm always, I'm always planning my next tool buy. So yeah, man, (laughs) you guys are my. One of my go-to websites always to kind of be shopping and comparing and and drooling and, and saving my pennies for.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put it on my wedding registry. Wait, I'm already married. Uh, all right, woodwardfab.com. Go check them out today, you guys, woodwardfab.com. Make sure you check out our show as well. every air weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. episode's also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, which is a great way to find us. Thanks to our guest, our buddy Darren O'Brien from Woodward Fab. He is Kevin Bird, i Will he be your producer? Scoop and executive producer mr bob ecker don't forget guys check out our website or twoguysgarage.com
1: and we're everywhere socially facebook instagram twitter at two guys garage now of course the podcast two guys garage podcast is a copyright 2021 britain productions incorporated all rights are reserved sorry that's that's the way it is
0: okay i'm gonna reserve the last question what is the one thing, the very first thing you used metal fab woodworking or metal fab uh, skills and woodwork fab tools on? The very first thing you built, what was it, uh, Darren?
2: I uh, ripped the fender off of our trailer and just to not get in trouble, I quickly <laughs> tried to fabricate a fender using a shrinker stretcher and an English wheel and uh, put it back on so that uh, you know my boss didn't... didn't jump up and down on me. Smooth. And? Did you get away with it? I uh, no. I didn't get it. You know, it took me <laughs> two or three times to make it right and uh, you know, ultimately got caught. But it's still on there today. Oh no, nice. oh, hey, I, hey, you know, that's a good comeback. Kev right.
0: Kev, what about you? What was the first thing you ever used some metal fab skills to build? Oh
1: man, so I'm gonna go way back. Uh college, uh well, I was working machine shops and stuff through high school and college, but man, I got really into that formula SAE where you build you know, an open wheel, you know, formula style car and you got to fab everything. So, I mean, that was the best experience for me in my life is there's no adults. There's no anything you're scrounging, whatever tools. So, you know, a lot of this woodward fab type tools where you can kind of get in, uh, you know, lower cost of entry, man, we had the manual benders, we had the notchers, we had everything. So we were building, I was welding. Uh, it was fantastic, but that was back 19,
0: 20, 21. Wow. That's pretty good for 1920s, 1921. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, first, I'm old. Yeah. The first thing I built a mic stand. I was dating a girl who's a lead singer, and I did this twisted, bad, cool rose uh, in a 50s vintage mic that came out of the middle uh, of the rose. It, it was actually really cool, and uh, hell, it turned out really good, man. I spent hours, days on that thing. Uh, you know, hitting the bag, cut out petals that you know were real rose petals, and Reno you know, duplicated them on on metal and just started building it. It it turned out really good. I was, I was real happy, but nothing for a car, which was surprising. It was a, a mic stand. So. It doesn't have to be for a car, man. You know, we're car guys and we
1: we need those tools, but I'm telling you the amount of things that you can go make with metal is incredible.
0: Amen. It's awesome. I will catch you guys on the next two guys garage podcast. Y'all take care. See you guys. Two guys garage podcast is produced by
1: Britain productions. For more episodes, Visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.